Tea Time, Midlife Edition. It's not a coffee break. It's tea time. Slow down. Relax. It's your turn. Welcome, 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 welcome. Turn the tea kettle on. Pick your favorite tea. Grab your favorite teacup. Let it steep. Add what you will. Find a cozy spot. It's tea time. Midlife edition. Welcome to Tea Time Midlife Edition. I'm your host, Regina Young, and today's guest is Sandy Bernstein. How are you, Sandy? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Regina? Very good. Oh, it's so good to have you here. Now, Sandy's a comedian, so this ought to be real interesting. <laughs> but Sandy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I've been doing stand-up comedy for seven, going on eight years. I'm 61 years old, um, married for the second time, no kids, uh, and uh, one cat. And I have a, <laughs> I have a full-time job. I do have a day job uh, that's that's not comedy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I work for a university okay. in, in the marketing department. So I'm a writer and an editor by day. Uh, I bet you write good jokes. But, but <laughs> let me stop right there. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking iced tea. And yeah. it, it's what it is. It's basic uh, Lipton cold brew tea. Got but it. I've got a bunch of... Uh, uh trivia in it i guess or what is that stevia and then i have fresh mint so it's kind of like a mint tea oh that's brilliant you know what i love adding fresh mint to uh lemongrass that's my little secret where i let fresh lemongrass and uh -huh. fresh mint and hot water and then make it cold it's delicious in the summer but now today i'm drinking lemon ginger tea and uh, ginger is for the circulation and lemon is for hydration and, you know, energizing. But, you know, check with your herbalist or doctor to make sure it fits in your health regimen. But uh, today's topic today is grown and sexy. <laughs> Not grown, but grown and sexy. And uh, I love that title. Uh, you came up with that. How'd that come about? Well, a lot of these comedy shows, especially if they're geared toward more mature audiences, are called grown and sexy. Mm -hmm. And and so, but it's spelled G-R-O-W-N. But I tell like a lot of puns and groaners. And yes. sometimes my material is blue. So I thought, well, it works to say grown and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> That's for all the aches and pains of us people who are, are midlifers and uh, above. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, groaning in the bedroom has uh, a whole different meaning. Ah, you got a point there. <laughs> yeah, but how did you become a comedian in midlife? What was your career before and how'd you come to this? Well, I was still working at the university as an editor and a writer. And whenever we kicked off new projects, we have a kickoff meeting with the um, internal client. And in this case, the client was human resources. 
they decided they wanted to have a talent show. So I was sitting in the meeting with my boss and as I want to do, I started making wisecracks and I said, oh, I've got the perfect headline for this. Who wants to commit career Harry Carey? (laughs) And uh, the, the, (laughs) so the organizer in human resources, she's like, that's it. We're signing you up to do stand up. You're the first person on the list. And I was like, (laughs) but my boss was there and she said, well, you need a stretch project for your performance review. Yeah, so she kind of challenged me, and I said, "Well, when I go down in flames, you're the one who's going to have to write the performance improvement plan." (laughs) Got it. (laughs) But at the time, it was, uh, I guess, summer of, I guess, would be 2014. At the time, my husband was going through chemo and radiation for colorectal cancer. He has been Hmm. cancer free for more than five years, so that's technically cured. Knock on wood. Yes. And uh, my mom was dying of Alzheimer's. So mm. it, wasn't, it wasn't a great summer and I wasn't That's going anywhere. Yeah. Got yeah. It. But I figured this is either going to be a welcome distraction or the cherry on the shit cupcake of my summer. <laughs> and luckily it turned out to be the former. So it was only going to be a one and done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I had no intention of pursuing it, but as soon as I got on stage and I heard that laughter, I was hooked. And yeah. And part of the reason I did it too, was I knew that I would have to run my material past human resources. So I couldn't get myself fired. I figured people were collegial enough that they wouldn't boo me at a work event. Makes sense. I thought it was fairly safe. I mean, the downside is I'd have to see these people afterwards. (laughs) Oh, that's so brilliant. Oh, that's it's I've never heard of would say work challenged me to become a comedian. Okay. That is pretty cool though. (laughs) That's how we met. We met um, at uh, Sky Stage in uh, Frederick. So um, it's a brilliant location. It's really old building with no roof and, Mm -hmm. and it's just a great setting. I just loved your performance. And I said, you know what? Yeah. You know, I'm moving towards a new summer series called Midlife Reimagined. And Uh I thought, I don't think I know too many women or comedians in midlife that do comedy. So I was like, oh, let me reach out to Sandy. And she was so great enough to say yes. So what other different stages have you been on? Oh, gosh, I've been all over. Uh, I mean, I've been uh, at the D.C. Improv and uh, Magoobies, but I've also done like a lot of bar shows and things like last night, where was I last night? I was in uh, DC at the Ugly Mug. Mm. So a, lot of, a lot of bar shows, um, you know, some theaters I've, I've performed at the State Theater and Habit of Grace. Oh. And uh, so it really runs the gamut. I've, I've also done private parties. I did a private party last weekend. Oh. Uh, so it really just depends that you well, know where they have a stage and sometimes when they don't. I got that. <laughs> but what would a private party look like? Because that's that's interesting. I would have never thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on this particular case, uh, it was a gentleman's 65th birthday party. And Ooh. it was just like a, a small gathering of family and friends, maybe like 20, 30 people outside. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and he also had like a DJ and a well, like a keyboard player and a singer. So it was nice that there was already sound equipment in place. So when the singer and the 
um, keyboard player took a break. I did about a 20 minute set. Oh, yeah. and it's interesting because when people who have never really had a comedian at a party before, they think, oh, I'll have a comedian at a party. They usually say, oh, uh, what do you charge for an hour? And I'm like, OK, tell me about this event. And then I yeah. say, oh. people come to a party, they want to socialize and interact. Anything more than like 20 minutes is going to be hijacking the party and people are going to get restless. And I don't mind, yeah, and I don't mind coming out just to do like 15 or 20 minutes. But really, you know, once you get past 20 minutes, it's really it's really pushing, you know, people's attention spans and patience and stuff like that. So unless you're billing it as I'm having a comedy club in my backyard. Yard. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done a few other parties before and they're usually just like that, you know, indoor outdoor settings and kind of like a, a smallish group of people. And, um, and it's always a lot of fun because they come to yeah. laugh and have a good time. And I think you're, I think you're right about that, that it definitely would be a challenge if it's over like 30 minutes, because mm-hmm. after a while, it's like, okay, I, I came to drink, eat and socialize. I didn't go, to, I would have went to a comedy show if that was what I was up to. So yeah. yeah, but that is so brilliant that that you can do that. And I loved it because the person was 65. So look, oh, that's mm-hmm. reimagined. I would have never thought that. Hello. Good yeah. idea. Yeah, so maybe yeah. some listeners. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, at the end, you definitely have to leave a, a let us know how they can get a hold of you. That'd be really mm-hmm. great. What do you think about, was there any, well, wait a minute, was there any obstacles with you getting into comedy, like, I mean, ageism or joke issues or anything like that? Um, A little bit. Uh, I would say more ageism than sexism at this point in my life. Okay. But I'm starting to realize that while a lot of it is ageism, some of it has to do with the material and the delivery of the material. Uh, because I, I think funny is funny. I really do. Although mm, some mm-hmm. you know, material resonates better with audiences our age than others. Yes. Yes. Like, for example, I have this whole bit about daylight saving time and how when we were kids, it was like only like, I don't know, from like the end of April through the beginning of September. Now there's been this daylight saving creep and soon they're going to have it year round. And nobody under the age of 40 has any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I can get that. No yeah. chance. No chance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the way it works in my favor is sometimes at these shows that are, that are being run by young men, they sort of almost see me as like, oh, would they want their mother out at midnight? You know, so they'll put me up earlier and stuff because they don't want to okay. stay out late at night by myself. But uh, so, yeah, so there, there is some ageism. Uh, I'm not getting up there talking about Tinder and, you know, and getting high and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah. then again, some audiences find that refreshing. A lot of them do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I a lot of times I like to to cry ageism, but I'm just trying to take a step back and say, well, Maybe some of it has to do with the material and the way it's delivered, because the way I tell jokes is more, I guess, old school than the way young people. I sound so old now. Young people. <laughs> Those young people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a different style. And uh, yeah, but I would say there's a there's some ageism. But and once again, you're always going to run into something. Comedy is very subjective and producers book people who they think are funny or who they think their audiences will think are funny. And everybody has a different idea of funny. Well, that, that part is true. What age did you start? You said it was seven years ago. So you were like, yeah, so like yeah 54. Oh, okay. The math, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you think there is a harsher level of judgment in comedy right now? 
because you know if you look at all the comedians everybody's getting a little uh, screamish squeamish a little oh bit. yeah i mean yeah, you know like, just in terms of material and and political correctness and you know cancel culture yes I, i've definitely noticed a, a shift because even looking like i recorded all of my i did like the talent show at work for like four years in a row and looking back on the first year, some of those jokes I just couldn't tell now. Even like, even though they were safe in a work setting, it, it just like, it really depends. Like I sort of had this one routine that sort of started out where it's like, um, you know, making a joke about how when I was a little kid, I thought people on those short buses with helmets were going to hockey practice. Well, a few years <laughs> ago, there's, no, there's no problem with that. But now people kind of like, you know, that, that's like punching down. So yes. I think people are a lot more sensitive about things like that. And I mean, and that's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I tend to stay away from like, you know, very, you know, political or religious content. But sometimes things that we used to sort of take for granted were funny and kind of safe to talk about really are not anymore. Uh, yeah, I think that's the kind of a challenge. Do you think that's a good thing or kind of a little bit-ish centering what comedy always was is about punching fun at, you know, things that were, you know, not necessarily, we would not say it, but in comedy or art, it can be said. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of cases, I, I, it's kind of sad that people feel like they're so limited and also people live in fear of being like videotaped and having their old videos Show the world where something that would have been, you know, kind of socially acceptable to say five years ago. Yeah. Now people wouldn't find it funny at all. Got it. Yeah. Did you always wanted to be a comedian? Because it, you know, I got it came to you where you're funny as a kid or or <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I never would have thought I had the guts to do it, honestly. I mean, I've always been fascinated by comedians. I've always like loved comedians and comedy, but I never really envisioned myself doing it ever. Wow. I think that's the, the most exciting part is because you're in midlife and you're still stretching yourself. How'd you learn your craft? Is there a school or is it is is there a class or is there what is there a book? What are we what are we looking for? Okay. Well, there's there's a lot of different resources. I know for me, when I first started, I I took a course at the DC improv called Five Minutes to Funny uh, that was taught by Chris Kosha and a lot of all over the country different uh, comedy clubs have these things where basically you're in a small class and you develop five minutes of material uh, over the course of say six weeks and you practice it in front of the rest of the class and you get input and you make adjustments. And then the graduation is a show is a showcase. Oh, and so that's where, you know, ours was on the main stage of the DC improv. And of course, you know, you're set up for success because it's everybody's family and friends and it's very supportive. And then beyond that, um, you know, you, you just do a lot of open mics. There are a mm. lot of very good comedy writing books out there. Mm. Um, there's also online groups and things like I'm involved with a group called Hot Breath. And <laughs> I know it's funny. It's, it's sort of it's sort of a, a riff on 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 um, fresh air. Is yes, originally named it, and it's uh, it's run by a, a comedian out of Atlanta, Joel Byers, and Every day, and there's a Facebook group called the Comedy Writers uh, Writing Room by Hot Breath Pro. And so every day at 9.45, a random, they drop a random word of the day and you have 10 minutes to write an, a new joke or jokes. And, and then we vote on each other's jokes and 
whoever gets the most likes gets a, a, a meme for joke of the day. And so that's a lot of fun. So I really learned how to write one-liners doing that. I mean, I've been doing comedy for like five, six years and then the pandemic hit and I discovered this, this whole thing started over the pandemic. Oh, good point. So I was able to connect with a lot of other comedy comedians, comedy writers, like-minded people. And, Mm. um, you know, he offers like, you know, an online class and, I've done those types of things. I also study, have studied one-on-one with mentors uh, throughout. I find that very helpful. Um, Yeah, my first mentor was uh, someone named the Fat Doctor. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away in January of 2020. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm so sorry here. But it sounds like he was a funny guy because obviously he led you down the path. What are some comedians that you look up to? Well, growing up, uh, my parents, they played a lot of Lenny Bruce records. Ah. <laughs> well, that's dating us. <laughs> that, that is, isn't it, though? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah. Up listening to Richard Pryor. But now I would say probably my, my favorite comedian right now is Miss Pat. And oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me about Miss Pat. I'm not sure I know this one. Oh, she's very real. I I discovered her. She was on Last Comic Standing, and she was oh, a finalist. Okay. And, uh, so she, I mean, she tours a lot, and she's every time I've seen her, I've seen her like three times in as many years, and every time it's it's like a completely different hour of material. Yes. And she's very funny. She came up in very difficult circumstances, and the way she got into comedy was through her parole officer. Uh-huh. Oh wow! <laughs> You're really funny. You should do this. And uh, oh my goodness, that's that's pretty. That's pretty surprising. Your parole officer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I, she has an excellent biography out called Rabbit. Okay. And, and if you ever curious, it's it's a really good book. She came from really you know horrible circumstances, and she could have very easily uh, turned into an angry, bitter person. Yes. But instead, she's very warm and loving and hilarious. Wow. Wow. Turn your mess into a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and give yourself freedom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could totally get that. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other question is, how do you handle your nerves? Because, uh, you know, I know myself in midlife, there's nerves all over the board. And I'm like, I can't imagine. <laughs> no, I just... uh I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, I'm always like a little nervous before getting up on stage and it kind of depends on the circumstances, but I just try to focus on what I can control and try knowing that I'm, I'm as prepared as I can be and yes. sort of having a, a plan in mind for what material I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, in regular life, I, I kind of have to focus on once again, the things that I can control because it's very easy as a comedian to get all worked up and say, well, why is this person headlining and not me? And I put this person on my show and I've supported his mic and he just produced four shows and didn't even ask me. Yeah. 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 It's because I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't, you know, if if I take that energy that I'm wasting there and just, put it into the things that I can control, then I'm a lot better off and it's a lot less anxiety. Awesome. Yeah, I got that. That is a real, that's actually just good, uh, um, 
good nuggets to drop for anyone in, in midlife and, and in life. So I have a couple more questions. One is when people find out you're a comedian, do they say tell a joke? Yeah, a lot of times they do. So what would be that joke that you would say? Well, I, you know, I don't really give them any, any, I, I'm like, well, you have to come see the show, but here's just a little. Of course. Story. And okay. I give them like a dad joke. Uh, yeah. Usually the one I, I give them is, um, Harris Teeter has been a lot more active on social media since the pandemic. You can find him on Twitter at <laughs> Harris Tweeter. It's Harris Tweeter. Yeah, I mean, it's a silly really <laughs> dad joke. But it's just like a quick hit, and that usually gets them like, off your back. Get, get, get them off your back. Yeah. I know that. I know that some people you say, I hate when they say that. But how can people get a hold of you and, and as well as? Um, you mentioned there may be um, shows coming up soon. Okay, yeah, I, sh- I should have put up my pulled up my schedule before coming on just to refresh my memory. Yes, but I can always, but I can always uh, sort of go on my calendar while okay. I'm talking to you. But but in the meantime, uh, my social media handles on I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and believe it or not, TikTok. Nice. Yes. Nice. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm the oldest person on there, but uh, let's just say a lot of my followers are these like 15, 16 year old boys who are gamers. And I, <laughs> oh, wow. And, I mean, and at first my followers were all these Spanish speaking people, and you know, just like a lot of a lot of gentlemen like on construction sites explaining their craft in Spanish, I guess. So I have no idea what, how that happened. And I don't, I try to post fairly clean material just because I don't want federal agents at my door. If they're always <laughs> watching this, yeah. <laughs> but, but my handle on all three of those platforms is at Sandy Bernstein comedy. And that's S-A-N-D-Y-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. And I also have a website which is sandybernsteincomedy.com. I, I run uh, a couple of open mics a month uh, out of like uh, an outfit. It's me and another comedian, Walter Gottlieb, who's also my age. Okay, he's, got he's it. He's one who was hosting at Sky Stage. Oh, he was very good. Oh, he's, funny. He's, a great, he's a great host. Yeah, very funny. And so we do um, once a month, the second Monday in July, we do one at... A home slice pizza in Columbia on Stone River Parkway at, at seven o'clock on second Monday of the month, usually. And that's called the Slice is Right. And that's spelled S L Y C E because home slice pizza is spelled S L Y C E. Okay. And that's at wow. 9400 9, Snowden River Parkway. Now that's an open mic, it's not a book show. Uh, it's just a bunch of comedians getting up and for five minutes working their material. And that's uh, Columbia, uh, Maryland. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And then the third Friday of every month, we do another open mic uh, under sort of the name of our little production company, which is Evil Bad Kitty. (laughs) Walter has a cat named Evil Bad Kitty, and everybody knows Evil Bad Kitty. Uh, So Evil Bad Kitty, that's that's, um, third Friday of the month at 8 o'clock at Sam's Pizza. And that's in Rockville, Maryland. That's right near the Shady Grove Metro. Ah, got it. Right. Like so um, people could, could should totally get over there. And the yeah. other one's at 7 p.m. Right. Got and, it. Yeah. I mean, and if they just wanted to, I mean, even if they wanted to try their hand at comedy, 
Uh, just to see if there's room on the list. As far as like a, a booked show, after the 10th or 11th on the 16th, which is a Saturday, I'm going to be at Sarah Brothers Italian Deli. And that is in Eldersburg on Liberty Road, like sort of Sykesville area, out Liberty Road, past Randallstown. Mm-hmm. And that's at eight o'clock. That's at Sarah Brothers. And I'm one of the comedians on that show. Nice. And then I will be back at Sky Stage again the last Friday of the month or the fourth Friday of the month on July 22nd. I'll be back at Sky Stage. And that's in Frederick, Maryland. Yes. Yeah. So, oh. and, and, and then finally, I do produce a show once a month with another outfit called Try It Out Comedy. And talk oh. about midlife. My, my uh, executive producer and founder is in his 80s. What? Yes, yes. And he, he came up with this idea a few years ago. He never had anything to do with comedy before. Uh, he's a pretty amazing person. He's, that, that website, you can look up the articles that have been written about him. Uh, that website is tryitoutcomedy.com. Got it. And we I usually know. produce a show. It's normally the first Monday of the month. Uh, in fact, but this month, it's going to be this Tuesday because 4th of July is a holiday. And we do that yeah. at the Bus Boys and Poets in Columbia. Um, is the bu- Bus Boys or Plus? It's called Bus Boys and Poets. Okay, got it. And that's a small chain in the in the uh, area that has a number of like bookstore cafes. They're very nice. And this is nice. a dedicated upstairs. The whole upstairs is like a dedicated performance space where they can uh, see over 100 people. So there's a show on August 1st and the headliner there is Robert Mack. And we have another, uh, some, and I'm in charge of booking the comedians for that show. And so, awesome. yeah, so that shows on August 1st. Then the September show is like the uh, Tuesday after Labor Day. I believe that's September 6th. Yeah. And then it goes back to the first Monday of every month, you know, through the end of the year. And so we always, we, we try to have like a nationally touring headliner and then some up-and-coming comedians from the area. Wow, it sounds like you guys are giving options or uh, um, chances or opportunities for people to come to try their hand at, you know, comedy. I'm not sure I'm the one, but I love the idea of uh, in midlife trying different things. So (laughs) uh, I just thank you, Sandy. And I really appreciate you being uh, a woman out there, you know, keeping it real. This has been Tea Time Midlife Edition. Cheers. It's tea time. Midlife edition.